0: Welcome to Success Is Podcast. I'm
1: your host, Phil Portman, serial entrepreneur, author, and podcast host. Whether success for you is more money, time with your family, a healthy, well-balanced life, or freedom, I'm interviewing guests and getting you the advice to make it happen. So join me as we uncomplicate the complicated, help you define success, and give you the strategies to make it happen. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Successes Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Portman. Joining me today is Scott Aaron. Scott is an award-winning online marketer, three-time best-selling author, top podcaster, and speaker who has overcome challenges, finding the resilience and strength to reinvent himself and build connection, community, and impact with the people around him. Thank you for joining us today, Scott.
0: Well, Phil, honor and a pleasure to be here, and, and looking forward to diving into everything that we're going to talk about.
1: So, as this is a success is podcast, that's always the topic of our first question: success. We all have different definitions, and I think rather the the simply than just a, a bank account number. Uh, there's more to it in success than just that. Um, and for you, someone who did acquire the millionaire status early in life and then subsequently lost it. I'm sure the answer will be really insightful in particular. So the question is, what does successful success mean to you?
0: So there's lengthy definitions, and then there's very short, abbreviated definitions. And the short, abbreviated definition uh, is freedom. Uh, To me, success is living a life of freedom, monetary freedom, time freedom, and ultimately, it's something that my my myself and my wife are completely in alignment with. And it's waking up each day, doing what we love, when we want to do it, with who we want to do it, and spending that time in the manner of which fills our cups. And we don't want to be bound to any specific schedule. If we want to travel, we want to travel. If we want to start working at noon, we can. If we don't want to work on a particular day, We wanna not work on that particular day. So you never wanna chase the mighty dollar and really success to me is creating that life that you want, creating that life that you deserve and doing it your own way. That's
1: awesome. So we're gonna dive into something you're an expert on which is social media. And uh, I kinda have a love-hate relationship with social media, right? Uh, I think it's great for advertising, for reaching the customer base. Uh, we use uh, uh, Facebook chat for communicating with our customers, um, and in this day and age, if, if you're in business, it's, it's indispensable. I mean, you really can't get away from it. Um, but at the same point in time, it's easily to, easy to get sucked into it. It's addicting. Um, I refuse to use TikTok for that reason. I mean, I see people just mindlessly kind of stuck to it, um, and. Uh, you know, there's massive temptation around that. And something that we often have to deal with in business is like, you could sit there and do research, research, right. And mindlessly scroll through these things, you know, all day. Um, And then, but at the same point in time, you need that content. You need to understand what's relevant out there. You need to um, stay in touch with your customers and out of that. Um, How do you, how do you keep that balance, right? How do you look at that and, and make sure that what you're doing is, important for the business while not just getting absorbed and sucked into it.
0: Well, I agree with everything that you just said, even though uh, I specialize in social media, uh, specifically LinkedIn. uh, I have a love-hate relationship with social media as well. And it's my job. It's what our business is built around. And I love it because it allows me from a professional and personal standpoint to create the offline human connection that I'm seeking because you got to first create that connection online and fi- find ways to drive traffic offline, whether it's getting someone on your email list, getting someone on a phone call, a Zoom, into a workshop, onto a webinar. That's, that's my big passion behind it is forming that meaningful connection offline. I hate it because of the addictive properties that it has. Everyone is looking for that dopamine fix, right? Um, If you think about how the social media platforms have built their platforms, it's based on dopamine addiction, the likes, the comments, the views, the shares, the insights, right? You want more and more and more, and you just feed the machine. So, and the reason why they do that And again, um, my wife and I, we turned all the notifications off on our phones. So instead of, you know, when you're looking at your phone and you're seeing that red dot by the Facebook app, you're seeing that red dot by, you know, Instagram, you're seeing the red dot on Twitter and LinkedIn. We don't have any of that. So I don't, once I make a post, I have no clue what's going on. So I don't check it as often because there's no dopamine addictive property coaxing me to to check that. So if you want to spend less time on social media, turn your social media notifications off. It's not okay. deleting the app, but then give yourself maybe a couple times a day, if, if that works within your schedule, is your social media time. Mm-hmm. So maybe you check first thing in the morning, kind of see what's going on, respond to people that have commented on stuff from the day before, check around lunchtime with any content that you put out earlier in the morning and do one final check in the evening. Just to see what's going on. So again, you can create a, har- uh, a harmony and a balance if you want to. But if you want to feed the addiction, you're going to leave those notifications on and you're going to consistently be on there scrolling and trolling and spending massive amounts of time getting distracted and not focusing on your business. The other thing is, like you, my wife and I actually deleted our TikTok accounts and we did that a, because it was becoming a distraction. B I didn't really care for the platform. I don't like platforms that are just kind of the wild, wild West where people are gun- guns, guns a blazing the entire time they post whatever they want, you know, teenagers are jumping on to adult type things and, you know, being a parent, you know, like you, um, I just, and you know, my son's going to be 10. Uh, I just didn't feel comfortable with that kind of platform, um, but really, you know, for me, it's it's understanding that y- you really want to make sure that you're you're spending the right time doing the right things. And I'm a big believer and my wife would say the same thing, that you have to take a, a temperature check of, of what you're doing. Yeah. And when when you're when you're not spending enough time working on your business and you're feeding into those distractions. Then it's going to pull you away from everything. So, my wife and I just actually finished a workshop called Get Your Business Organized. And, you know, we helped people identify the bottlenecks in their business, creating their CEO schedule, you know, using Trello to really organize their day, their week, their month, their year. Uh, And then, really, what does it look like to build that dream business? And we have such a clear vision of of where we're going to go and where we are now and what we haven't even accomplished yet that we can already see it, we can smell it, we can taste it. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, having that success at a very early age in my early 20s, you know, only to, to lose all of that plus some uh, only about eight years after that to gain it all back, you know, again, in my 40s, it, it's it's a twist and turn type uh, ride, and that's what entrepreneur is. It's not a straight line. You know, the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster is a great book written by Darren Hardy, uh, who wrote the Compound Effect, which everyone is familiar with. But I always tell people when when you're at a, an amusement park and you're getting on that roller coaster, what's the first thing that you do? You you pull that safety harness down because yeah. you don't want to fly out of the car because <laughs> you know you're going. 80 miles per hour. And then all of a sudden you come to a complete stop. There's twists, there's turns, there's loops. Sometimes that roller coaster goes backwards. Mm -hmm. So when you have that clear vision, when you have things organized the right way, uh, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Yeah, absolutely.
1: No, yeah. And I I couldn't agree with what what you said more on on, uh, the social media part. That's for me as well. I had to disable I actually uninstalled the apps on my phone. And so I only look at social media on the computer. And um, for me, it's about budgeting time for different things, you know, and just like money, uh, time. If you don't budget it, if you don't tell your time what to do, if you don't tell your money what to do, it'll be gone. Right. It'll go somewhere. You'll get to the end of the day and go, I don't know what happened today. It was gone. Right. Um, And the same thing with money. Right. I don't know what happened to my money. I had so much and it's gone. And it's because you didn't tell it what to do. You didn't say, okay, during this time, I'm going to do this, right? Or with this money, I'm going to do this. And, uh, and that's really what it's about. So it's not completely avoiding social media because we still need it for business, but it's telling it what you're going to do at that time and not letting it suck you into it.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So let's dig in uh, a little bit uh, for our audience. Um, so our, our audience is primarily uh, business, uh, customer self-employed. Um, and I want to ask if you have one piece of advice that listeners uh, can take and implement in their own business. Um, and and I, I noticed you talk primarily about LinkedIn. Is that really your um, social media uh, platform of choice?
0: Yeah, that's that's our go-to because when when I got into the online space, um, twenty thirteen, so almost uh, almost ten years ago, uh, I I was looking for. A, a way to start building a business online. Cause you know, I was a brick and mortar business owner. Uh, I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. I've never had a boss, never worked for anyone. Um, I started, I, I had a family business with my, my parents, my cousin um, at the age of 18 and a half, almost 19. Uh, and that's, you know, I was going to college full time, working full time. That's a story in itself, how I got into that. But you know, what I, what I really started to delve into and understand uh, in 2013, is that there were other ways to to make money. Now, for me, I was used to the the trade time for dollars methodology. So, as a personal trainer, sports nutritionist, which I was for uh, 16 years, I the amount of time slots that were taken in my schedule, I could predict exactly how much money I was going to make for that day. And for me, a day of no work is a day of no money. So. I was kind of sick and tired of that grind and how I got into the online space is a friend of mine asked me a question. If you got sick or injured where you couldn't train people anymore, the gym goes under, how would you start earning income? And it was the the craziest question to be asked, but also to think about because I'm like, man, like I am really putting myself in a very vulnerable position here, not just myself, but my wife, my son, you know, Future expansive of our family, all yeah. I was really putting everyone at risk, not just myself. So, I started really leveraging social media from a business perspective. I was on social media um, probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That's when I opened up, I think, Facebook, and shortly after that, LinkedIn. And uh, you know, Instagram then came about. Signed up for that, but I wasn't using it for business purposes. It was really solely just for you know personal reasons. But when I got on there, I saw the the potential uh, of what social media could really do for one's business. And what I really started to take a look at, and and this is going to lead into my my piece of advice for those that are watching and listening to this, is I was at a uh, a professional uh, development uh, conference. And... Uh, the The headline speaker brought up uh, a bunch of wildly successful entrepreneurs that were sitting in the audience. These were people that were making you know multiple six, seven figures a year uh, growing their business in the online space and you know they, they were they were talking about tactics and things that they did and things that I was you know pretty aware of. but there was one thing that they all really talked about that 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 really stuck out to me, and it was really led from a question that he actually probed to them and that question was how many conversations has it taken you to get to where you are in your business i never thought about business from a conversation perspective but i started to realize that that conversations lead to conversions which lead to revenue and all of them were stating these wildly outrageous numbers you know 3000 conversations 5000 i mean and i'm sitting there in the audience and i'm like man i got i have my work cut out for me but then i began to think okay if this is a numbers game because i'm i'm all i've always been like a numbers guy i can break things down i said okay if i want to start creating a certain amount of revenue it, it's going to ha- have to equate to you know what i'm charging for whatever it is that i'm charging whether it's coaching consulting courses memberships, workshops, whatever it is. Whatever I'm charging for that, what do I need to make per week compounded over a month to equate this magic number? So say it's $10,000 a month. Breaks down to $2,500 a week and say that I'm charging uh you know $1,000 for coaching. So I started like kind of breaking down the numbers and saying, "Okay, if if I want to make you know, twenty five hundred dollars a month. I got to close about three people a week. So, how many people do I need to talk to in order to do that? So, um, a lot of you are familiar with Jim Rohn, uh, who is just one of the the Godfathers of personal development, and he, he used to use this this uh, analogy of you know the the top baseball players in Major League Baseball. Uh, we consider three hundred hitters, right? If you're a three hundred hitter. You're a God. You're going to be making top, top money, you know, potential Hall of Fame numbers. And he said, you know, what you have to understand is, yes, that 300 hitter that's making top dollar in that league is getting a hit three out of every 10 at bats. But he said, you also have to think about the reverse of that. That same person that's getting a hit three out of every 10 at bats is also getting out seven out of every 10 at bats. So then I started to do the math. I'm like, okay, so what if I go by that number, right? So if I set up 10 calls, all I have to do is close three of them. Yeah. Meaning I just need a 30% close rate, 70% failure rate, I'm going to hit my number. So then that led me to saying, okay, where are the law of numbers in my favor? So the other thing that I started to think about, Phil, was where are the people that qualify for a conversation with me Mm-hmm. that can afford what I'm offering. Now, that's when I started to do some research. So I started to look at median age, income, network. And you know, on Facebook, you're allowed 5,000 friends, which we all know no one really has the human capacity to have 5,000 meaningful relationships. It's a lot of acquaintances and people that we've met along the way. Yes, Instagram, you're allowed unlimited followers, but Instagram does have the highest rate of fake accounts to real accounts on all of social oh, media. It's
1: all bots, all
0: bots, all bots, all follow for follow all it's, it's, I call it the reality TV show of social media. It's not real at all. Yeah. hundred percent. Then LinkedIn, you're allowed 30,000 connections. And when I saw that, I'm like, man, I'm like, that's six times larger than Facebook. I got to start playing in that sandbox. Right? So then I started looking at the age and 18 to 29 is the average age of Facebook and Instagram and 30 to 55 is LinkedIn, which is obviously more business professionals. But here was the kicker, average income. The average income that someone makes on Facebook and Instagram is $30,000 a year or less, whereas the average income of someone on LinkedIn is $100,000 a year or more. Hmm. Now, when I started thinking in my head, okay, that person that's making $30,000 a year is making somewhere in the realm of $2,500 a month. Now, if someone's making $2,500 a month, they're making around $750 a week, $650 a week. Are they going to be able to afford a thousand-hour coaching program? Probably not. Oh, right. But when I look at the people that are making an average of $100,000 a year, which breaks down to $8,300 a month, $1,000 of $8,300 is literally a small percentage of their monthly income, You know, minus any other bills that they have. You're more likely to get a yes from someone that's making $100,000 a year as opposed to someone that's making $30,000 a year. So I got onto LinkedIn, and it was not what I thought it was going to be. It's not for recruiting. It's not for finding a job. At one point, yes, it was just like Monster.com, but it really shifted. And that's why when Microsoft bought them out, they, they separated the platform. That's why there's LinkedIn Navigator. That's why there's LinkedIn Recruiter. So there, people pay for specific aspects of LinkedIn for what they want to use it. But the main frame of LinkedIn is for connecting, networking, and passing business. So I got on there and I started connecting and messaging. And before I knew it, within weeks, my calendar was full and I was closing client after client after client and I reached out to a friend of mine and I, I said to him, I said, Joey, listen, you got to get on LinkedIn. This is a gold mine. And I, I told him a little bit about what I was doing. And I said, I want you to do this and get back to me in a couple of weeks. Two weeks goes by, shoots me a text message, and it just said, dude, call me. So I called him and I said, what's up? And he goes, listen whatever you're doing, it works. He goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. He says, you you have to systematize this and you got to start teaching this. Now, you know, Phil, going back to my background in personal training and sports nutrition, I had been writing programs for years. They were just fitness and wellness related. All I had to do is change the construct of that to business. So I created a program, a system, and I've now been working with thousands of people over the years, helping them get massive, massive traction and results leveraging LinkedIn. So going to my best piece of advice is think about who your ideal client is, Mm -hmm. right? Are they a business professional? Now, if your ideal client is a business professional, are they hanging out on TikTok? Are they hanging out on Facebook? Are they hanging out on Instagram? Now, they may have accounts. On TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. But are they on there for business purposes? And that answer is no. They're on there for personal and entertainment purposes. The reason why a business professional has an account on LinkedIn is to network and connect with other people. So if you know your demographic of the people that you need to be connecting and networking with are on LinkedIn, that is the sandbox that you need to start playing in. And the only reason why people aren't achieving certain success in their business, it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're just doing the right things on the wrong platform. So when you stop doing the right things on the wrong platform and you start doing the right things on the right platform, you start to see traction in your business.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, I said earlier I, I deleted all the apps on my phone. Uh, I actually still have my LinkedIn app on my phone, and uh, and I would be probably one of your your target customers. Um, and it's funny, a majority of the the our customers that we talk to, I ask about what you're doing around social media marketing, and it's all Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I had a conversation with my wife uh, months ago, and I said I just I never got Instagram. I never figured out. How to make money on it? It all seems like bots and fake profiles. I don't get it.
0: I I've picked up no lie in the eight years I've had a profile, one client.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: so I'm not one, one client. Yeah, because everyone says, "Oh, um, it's all happening in the DMs, right? Yeah. You just got to get people to slide into your DM." I think it's the, the biggest bunch of BS out there. Anyone that's telling you they are killing it on Instagram. They are just selling you a program that's leading you to nowhere. I don't see or hear anyone. It's almost just like busy time, right? I have a presence on every single social media platform except TikTok, right? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. I tweet every now and then. I'm on LinkedIn. But I'm on there for specific purposes. Facebook, I'm on there for personal reasons, right? I went out to dinner with two of my best friends from growing up. Took a picture, posted it. Had a great time with dinner with these guys. Love them, you know. So my personal life, Instagram is where I entertain people because I'm a goofball. So I want people to see that side of me. So yeah. I do post inspirational type things, but I do reels at least three to five times a week, showing more of like an entertaining side of me. And then my lead generation arm, my business arm, is all LinkedIn all the time. So I am omnipresent. But I'm fully aware that not much is going to come from Facebook. Not much is going to come from Instagram. But again, there may be a business professional that's on Facebook and Instagram that will then go check me out on LinkedIn. And then thus, it'll start to create a better connection with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to have profiles on there. Um,
0: oh, absolutely. I mean, it's if you, if you don't have a profile on LinkedIn, and what people need to know is, again, I, I touched on this a little bit ago, that uh, Microsoft bought LinkedIn out about seven and a half years ago. So LinkedIn, yes, it's a social media platform. It's also a search engine. People are on there searching for things. And what I want to challenge everybody that's listening and watching this, um, Google yourself. Just Google your name and see what comes up. Now, one of the top search results you're going to see, if you have one, is your LinkedIn profile. That, that's one of the, my LinkedIn profile comes up before my website and my website is Yeah. So you have to understand that there's a lot of search engine optimization SEO involved in LinkedIn, specifically with your profile. And if it's not optimized the right way, you're missing out on a ton of visibility through the search engine, not just of LinkedIn, but Google and Yahoo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a great. uh, And the same thing in my business, I've I've, uh, gained plenty of customers from uh, LinkedIn. I've gotten a few from uh, Facebook over the years. Um, But uh, LinkedIn, absolutely, if if you're not using that in your business, uh, you're missing out. And I think a lot of people in business just kind of use that as like almost just their resume. It's just one of those things that they have and they don't realize the gold mine that exists in there.
0: Agree. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, so, I, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is continuing education, specifically with your area, which is the marketing social media uh, space, because it's it's ever changing. And um, uh, something I've I, I I always talk about is reading. I think it's incredibly important, um, but not just reading books, reading uh, articles, uh, updating on uh, you know Udemy courses, whatever it is to stay relevant with with the times. Um, Is there anything that any advice that you give to our listeners on things that you do to stay relevant with what's going on today?
0: You touched on uh, a lot of it already. Uh, My wife and I, uh, we have our own mastermind called Expert Authority. Um, We open it a few times a year. We have 10 business owners that we work with hands on, helping them become the expert in their space, uh, writing their first book, launching their podcast, creating courses and such. But the one big thing that we work within that is we have a book club uh, for our mastermind members, and we always suggest uh, a book of the month. So we typically tell them, listen, we're going to read this book this month that's revel- uh, relevant to where we are in our businesses. So for me, um, continuing education, especially in the entrepreneurial space, is beyond important. So we, I read at least one book a month right now. Uh, I'm reading Marie Forleo's Everything is Outable. It's a wonderful, wonderful book hmm. and uh, tells a great story that everything is outable. If there's a solution for something, um, you know, there was once a problem from that where it was actually solved. Um, Nancy and I are also my wife. We're huge fans of Donald Miller. Um, Donald Miller has something called The Story Brand Method, uh, two phenomenal books that are pillars of what we believe in which is business made simple and marketing made simple. Marketing Made Simple is probably one of the best marketing books ever written. It's literally $30,000 worth of education in a $7.99 book. Wow. And for for us, uh, my wife is a I mean we're both podcasters. She loves listening to to books and listening to podcasts. Um I'm I'm a reader. For for me I I highlight nonstop because that's how I retain information. Because for me, um, I'm a storyteller myself, but when I read books, I actually, I paint a story in my head as I'm reading the books. I really put myself in, in the words of, of what I'm reading and I, I create a connection between what I'm reading and how it's interpreted. So I, I'm always, always reading books. The other thing that uh, Nancy and I fully believe in is there is not a year that goes by where we are not either coaching with someone one-on-one or in some sort of group mastermind in some way, shape, or form. And that has helped us because, again, you need to surround yourself with people that are either at your level, but more importantly, a few steps ahead. Because that's how we learn from each other. Absolutely. That's how we, we pick each other's brains. So I can attribute the growth and the success that our company has had each of the last four years because of us recognizing the aspects of our business, our own business bottlenecks, recognizing the things that we needed to improve, finding a coach or a mastermind that specifically deals with that bottleneck so we can plug in, figure it out, work it back into our business, and then continue to move forward. So. For the person that's listening to this or watching this, uh, two of my best recommendations is continue to self-educate yourself. Pick a book. Uh, always, and this is what Nancy and I do, we actually jot down and we write down what are areas of our business that we don't really know about? Like, What is something that we, we want to learn? Do we want to learn about email sequences? Do we want to learn about um, you know, landing pages? Do we want to learn about SEO? go and do some research, find some people that wrote books or have a podcast or have an audible or a Kindle on that specific thing and dive in, educate yourself because the the teacher is always the student. And something that I believe in is when you think, you know, everything, you know, nothing, there is always something new to learn, but also make sure that you are putting yourself into an environment, whether it's in person or online of other like-minded people that will continue to drive you forward because at the base of all of that is the connection aspect. One of the the biggest proponents of business growth is the relationships of other business owners that you build and connect with because you want your name coming out of other people's mouths and you can only do so much to self-promote yourself on social media. But when you really build really good, long-lasting connections with other business owners, and they happen to stumble upon a conversation where, you know, I'm really, you know, struggling, and, you know, I need to learn how to use LinkedIn. Oh, boom, I got this guy for you. Uh, yeah, And and that happened to me last week. A client that I worked with three weeks ago, he was networking in a group with this one guy, and, you know, they were going around and saying, you know, what's the big need, or what's the big ask? And this guy's like, yeah, I, I really got to get in LinkedIn marketing and really understand. it the guy's, I got a guy, I'll connect you. And the guy texted me, reached out and he's going to potentially be working with me. So those components all bundled together will absolutely continue to drive you forward and continue to have you achieve your business goals each and every year.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Scott, uh, for all the the great advice Uh, for anybody listening that wants to reach out to you, wants to follow you. How do they get connected with you?
0: Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn obviously is a great place to find me. You can just search Scott Aaron. Uh, my last name is A-A-R-O-N. Uh, ScottAaron.net obviously has all, uh, all things, my books, uh, my podcast. Uh, but again, you can just Google me. You can find me somewhere. I'm, I'm pretty omnipresent and uh, would love to connect and uh, would love to help you.
1: Thank you so much, Scott. And
0: thank Thanks, you Phil. for listening today.
1: Well, thank you guys for watching today. Be sure to like and subscribe for more future episodes of Success Is Podcast. If you have any suggestions, please comment below. Look forward to seeing you next time.